What's up, everybody? Dan, Binder Boneyard, coming at you from the office desk for now. Uh, it is 7.30 in the morning, Monday morning, so you guys are enjoying your Monday. It is probably, what, 7, 8, 9, 10 o'clock East Coast time, so uh, yeah, you guys are already getting after it. Um, not much happening right now as far as the move. Goes. Did move some rigs over the weekend, sent some more stuff to scrap, um, you know, did all that sort of stuff, packing and whatnot. Uh, Jamie will be in today packing more office stuff. We sold a bunch of stuff on eBay over the weekend, so of course she'll handle that and then get more stuff packed. Um, getting just stuff together and ready. Um, but yeah, been, uh, been, busy. I uh, did take a few minutes to go to lunch yesterday with Josie and whatnot, but, uh, but yeah, just been working, working, working. So thank you for joining us, us, me. Thank you for joining me. <laughs> I, I, I refer to this place as a us. I don't know. Um, so uh, what do we got going on? Oh, so calendar, uh, birthday cruise, March 16th to the 19th, Route 66, uh, west to east, starting in Bakersfield, California. Uh, we got the IH Western Regionals in Calico, California uh, at the KOA Campground, April 26th through the 28th. Binder Bash in Clayton, Washington at the Clayton Fairgrounds, June 15th. Rocky Mountain Rendezvous in Kremlin, Colorado uh, at the fairgrounds in Kremlin, July 19th through the 21st. We got the Granddaddy Nationals, that's the big show, August 16th through the 18th in Troy, Ohio at the historic Troy Airfield. Uh, Sierra Fall Rally, October 4th through the 6th at Nevada County Fairgrounds in Grass Valley, California. And don't let that one screw with your head, because everyone's like, Nevada County, and then it's in California. So, um, yeah, that's where it is, uh, up in the hills of California, gold country. Um, it's a good time. It's a good show. And so, um, I did zero prep for this podcast. I didn't think about anything. I've been busy doing stuff moving so uh that's why i'm doing it the day that it's supposed to be out um so i don't know what i'm gonna do um i've seen some stuff on the internet lately because <laughs> it's the fucking internet that drives me nuts um i know there's more than one way to skin a cat so to speak there is um plenty of ways plenty of um, you know, you can tune your rig some way, you can, um, you know, certain parts will work, you know, you, you figure out a way to retrofit, well, I mean, like the Ford DuraSpark, um, pickup and module can fit in the Holly Points distributor, and then you can, you know, run electronic 
ignition that way or your fuel injection system. So I know there are um, conversions and workaround using other parts that that work, um, and they're tried and true, and they work. You know, it's not. I mean, we've all experimented with different shit, and it's like uh, it kind of works, and it's gonna last for a little bit, but in the end, it's kind of was junk, and it didn't really work out. Um, but ninety percent of what I talk about and what we read about on the Facebooks is is personal preference <clears throat> and a lot of people forget that they just take whatever someone says as gospel and um, <clears throat> excuse me and they just run with it like um, I see a lot and I don't like it but people are recommending like the Ford Motorcraft two-barrel carburetor for the international. And I mean, I guess it's a decent carburetor. I've had probably 20 internationals come through here with that carburetor on it. And every single one of them runs like shit. Uh, I don't know why they put them on there. I don't know what, if they were cheap or if they pulled it off something else, but never fails. They remove way too much fuel. The CFM rating is, is too much for an international engine. Um, they have the weird cold start. The choke on them is funky. It doesn't work. Right, I don't understand how the choke works on a on a motorcraft, um, and it and apparently whoever puts them on these internationals doesn't know either because they don't ever work right, um, and uh, you know it's just um, I, I don't even know like, but anyways, it's going around the internet and oh you need to run a motorcraft whatever they are and the people that are giving these recommendations either have never done it themselves or they're diehard Ford guys who think that everything that Ford touched was the best um, or they did it on their rig and it runs now and they can drive it so apparently that just makes it the best um I know from my experience putting a motorcraft on an international, they don't run that great and they get like seven miles to the gallon. Um, I mean, I know they're not electric cars and they're not supposed to get 100 miles to a gallon, but um, seven miles to the gallon is unacceptable. Even with a 392 and four barrel, you should still be doing better than seven. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I just... Uh, People don't realize that a lot of this stuff is, is preference. And, and the guys running the motorcrafts, you might like how it runs or you might think that it runs better than everything else out there. Uh, but again, it comes down to preference. Um, and there's really not been any real-world testing. You know, No one's taken a motorcraft and put it on a 345 and run it for a week and checked fuel mileage and checked oil consumption and you know noted the cold starts and that sort of stuff and then compared it to a stock holly 
that should have been on there. Uh, you know, the 2300 Holly that we install on everything is pretty much, in my opinion, the best replacement option. You know, they're, the 350 CFM Holly is, is tuned correctly already. Um, they're new. They're not a junky, you know, junkyard Ford carb that you just pulled off your dad's 351 and put on your, you know, Scout. Um, and, uh, they're just, I don't know. The internationals came with Hollies. I feel like that's what needs to be on there. And again, that's my preference. I'm just saying from my experience and everything that I've dealt with, that's what I like to run. I'm not saying that it's the way it is. You know, I'm not, I'm not a salesman. I don't get paid by a fucking Holly to tell you guys what to run, you know, which brings me to another thing that people forget is that um, there's a lot of people out there who uh, push products based on on sales. Um, you know, Bill Hamilton and his FI kit, of course he's going to talk shit about everybody else's FI kit because he makes one. I mean, his is Chevy parts and a configuration that works on a Scout. Um, whereas the other manufacturers are universal that are made to work on all kinds of manufacturers. So, you know, of course, of course, Bill's going to try and tell everyone that, that, you know, theirs is junk and his is the best. And, and, you know, you start talking about carburetors and he just jumps in with, you know, you should run injection and, you know, fuel injection has a time and a place, uh, you know, and not everybody has the budget for that or the mechanical ability for that. Uh, especially the Hamilton system because it requires so much extra work. Um, you know, his anyway. Um, so just you know, keep that in mind as well. That sometimes there's there's other things to be gained from people pushing products. Um, I'm I'm trying to just make them run the best I can uh, and and keep them on the road. I don't have to do the fanciest best stuff. Um, that's for sure, but uh, but no, I just go with my experience and and again in my preference. And my preference is to <laughs> use stuff that works. <laughs> but you know, the other thing that drives me nuts is the Edelbrocks. Um, you know, there's a bunch of you guys out there that love the fucking Edelbrock, and man, I don't know. I've had the worst luck with those things. They just Again, you're getting like six miles to the gallon. They run really fat. You can tune them down. I've fucked with one. I had one on my old 75 that that thing, I played with the jets and the needles and the fucking, uh, all the little shit inside of them. And I did the crossover blockage so that it wouldn't slosh around when you're off-road and do all this stuff and, and, um, I could never get that thing to run good. I mean, it ran. It started every time, and it did okay. It got seven miles to the gallon, and, you know, just was okay. It was an okay carb. And I feel like if I'd have put a four-barrel Holly on there, probably would have run a little different. I don't know. But it's just, there's... I, I, it, 
people just, you know, they fell in love with the thing when they were in high school for whatever reason. It was on their, you know, their mom's Nova or something. And then that's just how they are. It's Edelbrock. That's the best. And you're going to want an Edelbrock. And most of the time they're way too big for the international, you know, even the four barrel Holly that was on the 392s was 490 CFM. Wasn't even a 500 CFM four barrel. It's tiny. And yet guys are bolting like 650 Edelbrocks on there and, you know, talking about how awesome it is. And it's literally, you can watch fuel just come out the exhaust pipe. Uh, so, again, it's preference. You know, and, and carburetors are one of those things that everyone likes to blame. Like, um, so like, for, for example, fuel injection. Anybody that installs fuel injection on anything and has one problem, the first problem that they have, it's always, there's something wrong with the computer. I've fried the computer. The computer's no good. The computer's bad. It's got to be the computer. Computer's no good. And 98% of the time, not the computer. Uh, almost, ne I've never, in all of my experience with these things, I think I've had one bad computer and that was a junkyard computer that I changed chips in. So I didn't even know if it was good to begin with. But, um, you know, and so it's kind of the same way with engines, with old school engines. Someone gets a rig that starts running like shit. It's always, it's that carburetor. Got to change that carburetor. Carburetor's no good. And many times I've found it actually comes down to ignition. Uh, you know, the points aren't gapped correctly. Coils going bad, just needs a fucking tune up. You know, plugs are fouled, um, old wires, whatever. But people want to go right for that carburetor. It's always, oh, that carb sucks. So, a lot of times, what we end up doing is when we get one in and it doesn't run very well and it needs a tune up, anyways, that's the first thing we do is throw, usually throw Protronics at it. Get rid of the points if it has points or a gold box. We do Pertronics, Pertronics on a gold box systems too just because of how um, problematic the gold boxes can be. Uh, so first thing is, you know, plugs, wires, cap, rotor, Pertronics, new coil, and see how she runs. And normally, our experience, they run pretty good, you know, right off the, right off the bat. Then, you know, of course, while we're doing that, we're looking for vacuum leaks and disconnected hoses and that sort of stuff. Uh, and then if it still needs a little bit of something, then if it's got an older holly on it, um, you know, we rebuild it, go through it, clean it up, make sure, make sure everything's flowing like it's supposed to. And then, um, you know, if it's got an old Carter, like AFB on it, the big four barrel piece of shit, um... Those, I, I hate dealing with those things. Um, you know, those get cleaned up too and try to run those the best we can. But, you know, I really don't like messing with those. I try to get away from those big four-barrel carters whenever I can. But, um, you know, a lot of times, my experience, again, is it's not the uh, not the carb, but it's something else that's, creating the, the poor running condition, but people want to just bolt a carb on 
and think it's good. And then the other thing is when they're throwing a motorcraft or some shitty carb on there, the fuel route, fuel line is never routed how it's supposed to be. It's always got some kinked fucking hard line or a bunch of flexible line wrapped around the distributor and over the air cleaner. And it's just like, what the fuck, man? You know, they just... It's amazing that it runs at all with the way the fuel line gets routed and there's no filter or, or it's got two filters in line. <laughs> You're like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, so, you know, it's just like, I don't know. It, it, again, like I said, it's, it's everyone's preference. They just run what they like. They run what they know, but you just can't take it. You got to take it with a grain of salt because it's, again... It's just what people like. There's no real-world data. There's no testing out there to show that the Edelbrock is a better carburetor on an international than a, um, a Holly. You know, I had a Quadrajet on my 73, and that's what caused my accident uh, was that fucking carb wouldn't run on an angle, and I ended up killing the engine on a steep downhill and put her in the trees and totaled that scout out. So, you know, I've been a big, um, I don't know. I don't know if the Holly would have done any better. Uh, I know a two-barrel Holly would have, but a four-barrel Holly, I'm not sure how it would have done on that in that situation either because there's no real-world testing. There's no, you know, I don't know. Everyone talked about how good the Quadrajet was off-road. And, um, you know, again, I tried and tried and tried to get that thing to work right. And it just never, never would. And then I talked to some of my buddies with big block Chevys and big block Fords that still had carbs. And they were all running Hollies, you know. <laughs> so it's like, oh, well, I guess that's what I need to do. And they had, you know, there were tricks for the Hollies. You run the crossover vent tube you lower the floats you run a fuel pressure regulator uh you know that sort of stuff <clears throat> and um and they worked well <clears throat> excuse me they work they worked really well um but again it's you know preference and whatnot so um yeah you just remember that when you're seeing guys that are quote-unquote professionals pushing certain products, especially their own products. Um, you know, I don't think I ever push anything. Uh, maybe my fuel tanks. I think we've probably pushed the fuel tanks pretty hard um, just because I'm really proud of them. But, uh, you know, I'm not... I just want people to run what's best for their trucks and have the best experience because it's so many times when people run a, something shitty and they can't get it figured out and they're like, this truck's a piece of shit. I just don't get it. It's internationals are junk. And it's, it's not that it's that they've listened to too many people who too many ideas and nobody knows what the fuck they're doing. And yeah, it just, it sours people when they don't have the right, um, information at their fingertips i guess and and you know they don't know what they're doing and they get frustrated and suddenly it's it's not their fault it's the truck's fault and and so i'm just trying to make sure that everyone has a good experience with their vehicle because <clears throat> i know it can be frustrating but anyway 
Uh, I'm going to hang it up. That's a short one today. It's a Monday. Um, I got to get to work out here and actually turn some wrenches and make some money. So um, thank you guys for listening. Thanks for following along. Thanks for liking and sharing, subscribing, telling your friends. Uh, you know, I appreciate all the words I'm getting, the DMs and stuff. You guys appreciate it. And I, I really am grateful for all the, the stuff. So um, let's keep growing this thing. Keep telling everyone to listen. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a good thing if we can keep this going. So, again, thank you. Uh, next cast is Wednesday. Uh, so keep listening. Thank you. Till next time, I'm Dan from the Binder Boneyard. Yard.